Hey guys, what's up? It's me, William the Opinion Updike, here with Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. I'm joined today, as I am every day, by my best friend. No one. No one is here. Charles is gone, so uh, just me. But that's okay. I've got one frick of a show lined up for you today. We're going to start out with some NBA wrap-up. You're going to find out what teams I think are for real and what teams are frauds. And then we're going to go ahead and get into the matchups for this weekend. The Clippers face the Rockets tonight and then the Mighty Mighty Wizards on Sunday. And then we're going to finish with the Pacific Division rankings, or Pac-Div as Charles would say. And then finish with our Friday segment. You know it. You love it. Love. Marry. Kill. All that coming up in just a moment. Let me take a second to say that this show is being brought to you by Metro Infinity. They're located over at 821 East Central Ave in Monrovia. It's just off the 210 in Monrovia. So they're the only dealer in California that's family owned and have been in business for over 25 years. And one of my favorite things about them is if you don't like going to the dealership, which, you know, it's scary, seems hard. It's not a problem though. They'll bring your new car and the paperwork You need that for the car. They can bring it to your home. They can bring it to your office. You can complete the whole transaction. No problem. So easy. So just make sure to mention Locked On, and they'll give you another $500 off any car purchase. So if you're thinking about a new Infiniti, or even in the market for any new car, give them a chance to own your business. Obviously, they're good guys. They're sponsoring this show. So... They have over 50 certified pre-owned Infinities as well, and you can reach them at 626-599-7510. That's 626-599-7510. Or, if you don't like using the phone, I don't, you can also reach them at MetroInfinity.com. Right now, you can lease a new Infinity Q50 3.0 Luxury loaded with navigation with with $1,000 down and $325 a month plus tax. That's it. $1,000 down, low monthly payment of $325. Plus, you mentioned Locked On, name of this podcast network, and you'll get $500 off. What a deal. All right, so let's get started right now. All right, so last night we had, um, eh, you know what, I'm going to come out and say it. It was not the most exciting slate of games. Uh, A lot of them kind of predictable outcomes. Uh, We got uh, Cleveland versus Detroit. That one ended in a victory for Detroit, 110 to 103. Um, I think it's, we're reaching that point in the season where we're going to start getting a slew of articles with headlines like, are the Detroit Pistons underrated? How good are the Detroit Pistons secretly? Um, I think they had a similar start last year and then immediately took a nosedive. Um, So not a whole lot that you missed out on if you didn't watch this game. One thing that was really nice was Blake had another solid performance. He finished with a double-double, 26, 10, and 3. Kyle Korver also shot the lights out last night, 75% or 70% shooting for 21 points. Um, Sam Decker, former Clipper, not seeing any playing time. I think he's played all of 10 minutes in four games with Cleveland. Why not? Why not toss him in some more? You know, poor guy. Give him a break. Um, I guess this game just leaves me wondering if it's time to hit the the tank button for Cleveland. And maybe with this 0-5 start, they already have, and we just don't know it yet. But they have a pick that is going to belong to Atlanta if it falls out of the top 10. Uh, right now, it 
firmly looks like they will have a top 10 pick this year, so they will get to keep that pick. Um, good for them, I guess. Uh, we had Boston versus OKC. This was maybe this was eh, the, one of the more exciting lineups, matchups of the night. The Celtics took the lead despite a big deficit early on. Um, they were down by 16 points at one at one part in the game. They managed to squeak out a win of 101 to 95. Uh, Paul George led scoring for OKC with 22 points, and Tatum, the baby. The former rookie, the upcoming star, led for Boston with 24. Um, OKC could not hold on, despite leading through like 80% of the game. They doubled the amount of fast break points and second chance points that Boston had. Um, They had more turnovers, though, uh, 16 versus Boston's 11, and they shot only 25% from three. OKC, that is not going to cut it, guys. You're in the Western Conference. You can't be shooting 25% from three. Um, and OK, OKC starters shot for 16% from three. Yeesh. Um, Boston's best lineup of the night was finished with a plus-minus of plus 12, and that lineup consisted of Irving, Smart, Tatum, Morris, and Horford. No, no Hayward present in this lineup. Um, but they scored 15 minutes and only four minutes of play. So it kind of had me wondering, could we see this as maybe their lineup of death, quote-unquote, as the season kind of draws on? Um, it's maybe not a it's maybe not a lineup that you would play for a significant amount of time, but I could see it working in like the final couple, couple minutes of every quarter or... Um, maybe when you're down or just at the end of games when you need a little bit of an offensive boost. Um, another big story of the night, um, Dialu, uh, the, the rookie for OKC, finished with three, three blocks. Uh, I'm wondering if he is going to end up being the steal of the draft. He was a mid-second rounder. Super exciting to watch so far. Um, how worried are we about OKC, guys? Like really, they're the they're, they have the worst record in the Western Conference. Uh, Roberson is not coming back until December. What is going to happen with these guys? I I don't even know what to expect. Um, I wonder if Paul George is desperately regretting that decision now to stay. Um, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. It's still very early to tell, but it's uh, not a looking so good. Um, Portland grabbed the win over Orlando last night, 128 to 114. Uh, I don't think that this was a surprise to anyone. Portland led all game. Um, yeah, grabbed the win. Dame finished with 41 uh, in what seems like a total unnecessary flex. Uh, I don't even, I mean, I, don't, I guess I feel like they could could have just pulled him probably. I mean, up by 14, it's pretty easy margin of victory um but the thing with portland is they look great against all against lower competition and they rack up wins and it kind of helps their standing always in the west but come playoffs i mean they've never been able to excite um not an original take at all but i think that they're like on the same raptors probation this year that like regardless of what happens during the regular season i mean the blazers could finish first in the western conference wouldn't matter until we see how deep of a playoff run they can get until then don't impress me much um and then the most exciting game of the night uh actually a pretty good matchup 
Denver versus the L.A. Lakers of Anaheim. Uh, Lakers managed to play their first home game without a fight, uh, so that was pretty good. They um, they ended up snapping Denver's winning streak, which I thought was very impressive. Uh, I mean, it was bound to come to an end. Um, but the Lakers and really every team have been talking about how they want to play in transition. You know, they want to run the ball. They want to be fast. That's kind of been the not always the case with LeBron teams. That's that's not always the way that he runs an offense. But last night, it really looked like they were driving towards that goal. They played fastball. They did well in transition. Um, Kuzma had a really great night. And it kind of got me wondering if he is the real star of the Lakers' future and not Brandon Ingram is, you know, I, I feel like we've been all talking about or, like, that's what all the coverage is about. Um, and with Kuzma playing as well as this. I know it's not always the most consistent, but are they better off without Brandon Ingram? Um, and I don't mean that in that he makes the team worse when he's on it. I mean it in the way that could the return you could get for trading Ingram be better than having him on your team? Um, LeBron had a triple-double. Always great to see. Really good win for them. It also makes me question Denver. Are they for real? I kind of feel like they're frauds, and not just because of this one game, but in my opinion, they're kind of undersized. Uh, Jokic, obviously, monster, but uh, his stock fell for me pretty low when I saw a clip of him running through the tunnel in sweats. <laughs> it's uh, look for it on the internet. It is. Um, it's like. It's it's comparable to the run that people do when like the traffic light starts flashing from the walking man to the hand and like people are kind of running but not really. Um yeah, it 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 didn't look like an athlete who's who's ready for a uh, any sort of deep playoff run. Um so that wraps up the action from last night. So, we got Clippers versus Rockets tonight. I'm really excited for this game. That win on Sunday was everything to me. I was riding high on that. Um, pretty crushed by that Pels loss, but, you know, you take your licks and you keep on ticking. Um, so this is our second meeting with them in a week, which seems weird. I was initially, these two games when I looked at our schedule before the season really worried me. Um, now that we've played one without Chris Paul and we will play this one without Harden, they do definitely seem a lot more winnable. But last meeting, we were able to grab the win with 115 to 112. And tonight, or tonight the key matchups you're going to want to watch for is the, sh the shallow Rockets bench versus our Clippers death. Uh, so last time we played them, our bench outscored them 56 to 28. Double the amount of points. Great. Uh, this is going to be necessary if any of our starters maybe aren't having the hottest night. Uh, or can't really get it going offensively, or if we see too much backcourt of Beverly and Bradley, which offensively has not really worked. Because la in last game, Houston outscored our starters 84-59. to Oof, Not great. I'm excited to see Harrell versus Capella. Uh, I, I want to see them battling for rebounds. I want to see them battling for blocks. Last game, they both tied in blocks, but Trez out-rebounded Capella 10-6. I'm excited to watch Beverly hound Chris Paul. I think that he's going to get under his skin. I think he's going to really bug him. Obviously, 
You know, Chris Paul got a little heated recently. Uh, I don't think we need to talk about that fight anymore. Oversaturated, had enough of it, but I do think that he's going to be irkable. Um, I'm hoping that Shea is going to come back in the closing lineup. He played a lot in the fourth the last time we played the Rockets, so I'd like to see that work again. Um, I wonder if Boban is going to get any more playing time. The matchup with him against Capella. You know, on paper to me, it looks really good. Um, because he doesn't have to stretch Capella all the way to the perimeter. He's not a shooter at all, but he didn't see the most playing time last time, so we'll kind of see what happens. So I'm hoping that our regular starting lineup doesn't spend more than 10 minutes on the floor. Then that's our regular starting lineup, obviously, of Beverly, Bradley, Tobias, Gallo, and Gortat. And they spent about 15 minutes together last game uh, for an effective plus-minus of negative two. And the lineup of Shea and Lou Williams, Luke Mbamute, Mike Scott, and Montrez, they played the second most amount of minutes together of any lineup, and they were more effective in 10 minutes of play than that starting lineup was. Um, and that was kind of one of the keys to us getting back in that game. There was a kind of a weird lineup that Doc ran. They only played about 90 seconds of play together, but that was uh, Shea, Lou, Luke, and then Gallo in place of Mike Scott and Harrell at the five. But in that 90 seconds of play, they scored 10 points on 75% field goal shooting, posted the highest plus minus of the game. And yeah, I mean, you could chalk it up as like one of those freak anomalies. It definitely was so. But I wonder if there is something to this lineup. I definitely like, you know, the defense of, of Shea and Luke and, you know, the rebounding and athleticism of Harrell. And then, you know, Gallows, Gallows and Williams scoring. I think that that, uh, I think it's a really good combo. So I, I hope we get to see a little bit more of that lineup in this matchup tonight. So what do we need to do to win? Trez needs to have another huge night. I don't think I talked about him enough last time. Always praising you, Trez. I'm always thinking about you, even if I'm not saying it. The last time they played, he finished with 17, 10, and 3. Absolutely great night. Uh, I'd like to see us continue to push the pace in transition and then really grind out those possessions on the defensive end. I want to make them run the clock down like they're kind of prone to doing in that ISO-heavy ball. I want to make them work. I want to see us, you know, active hands. I want to see people in passing lanes. Um, I want to see us move the ball. I think that that's going to be, you know, that's one of those things that has worked mixed you know it was really good for that one quarter that I keep bringing up against OKC it hasn't really looked like that ever since um last time they played Gallo led the team in assists with four which you know I mean I'd like to see those numbers higher but it was actually like a pretty even distribution of guys having around the like like four three mark on assists um and I want to see a score more in the paint I think that against Houston's defense um, we can really, we can really play close to the basket. We can really, you know, take it to the rim and we shouldn't be settling for those kind of early shots from the outside that we are so prone to sometimes falling into, you know, um, everybody's kind of guilty of it. You know, Beverly does it, Bradley does it, even Lou sometimes, uh, which a lot of times with Lou, if he's open, I'll take that shot early in the possession. Just if only for the reason to start getting him into a rhythm. Um, but, you know, against a team 
like the Rockets, it's just not really as necessary to settle for those outside shots. I just think that we can, um, yeah, we can get in there. We can be, we can be hitting the rim a little. Um, so worst case scenario for this game, I think would be we can't contain Paul and Gordon. Uh, if Gordon has a has a really hot night, that's gonna get the whole team charged up. I mean, that's gonna that's gonna help get their get their tempo going. That's gonna get you know that'll probably in turn get Mello going and you know Paul. Um, so we we gotta make sure to keep both of those guys contained. Um, I really don't. I really hope that we don't see Capella snagging a bunch of rebounds for second chance points. Um, that's really been a problem for us against other lineups. We did a lot better rebounding against Houston than I think we've done against any other teams so far this season. I hope that we kind of taper Bradley's minutes. I hate to get down on our squad. I hate to get down on our guys, but just offensively, it, it it's just not there. Uh, maybe he just needs more time, but you know, this is a, this is a huge Western conference competitor and, I don't know that it's right to risk a, a loss um, to have to have Bradley get more minutes to up his trade value or to have him be comfortable or whatever. There's just too many there's too many solid players on the team to have somebody who's unable to like really contribute playing significant minutes. That's my opinion. And we just got to watch out for careless turnovers too. That was oh my gosh, that's. Ugh, it's like still haunting me from that Pelicans matchup. Not good. We gotta we gotta make smart passes. We gotta communicate well in transition, um, and we gotta keep pushing the pace like that. So the other lineup we got on Sunday is against the Wizards. Uh, I'm not gonna go as in depth on this one. It's gonna be some notable things. It's gonna be Gortat's first game against his former team, which I guess is cool. I don't know. I'm not really that excited for it. It doesn't feel like there's any sort of legitimate rivalry there. Um, it's also going to be re the return of Austin Rivers, which kind of had us me wondering if maybe we were too hard on him. He did get better every single season. Uh, I guess I do wish the best for him. Uh, he hasn't gotten the biggest opportunity to contribute yet for this Wizards team, but who knows? Maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll hand him the keys part time for for the matchup against his former team. I guess I'm excited to see Trez on uh, Jan Mahimni. I think that'll be a good matchup for Trez. I think that he's gonna bully him. I think that he's gonna have a great game. Uh, there's no Howard playing. He's still out with the believe a back injury. He's not traveling with the team. And that, to me, means it's Tobio time. And if you're unfamiliar with Tobio time, that's the lineup I want to see more of, where we where you have Tobias playing the four and Gallo at the five. I think, yeah, I just think that they, like, that's a good experiment against this Wizards team, you know? They're not as fierce of a competitor as we're facing in the rest of this really hard stretch. You know, I want to see us try things out. Like let's let's do it. Um let's let's see what we can let's see what we can put together. Uh I'd really like to see Shea playing some more minutes against kind of higher caliber players. So, I uh, it'd be good to see him guarding against that Wizards backcourt. I think it'd be a really good experience for him and not exactly a baptism by fire, but you know, he's already faced Harden. But yeah, I think that would be really good quality minutes for him and his development. It's a team that, I, I mean, I'm gonna come out and say it. I, this should really be an easy win for us. I know that there's no bad teams in the NBA, but uh, I just think comparatively, stylistically, this is a really good matchup for us. 
And yeah, I, I think that there's no reason that Shea shouldn't get some really significant minutes. I'm also hoping that like with the lower pressure of this game, that maybe Bradley can, can show up. Uh, this would be the game. I said previously that I don't want to see him get heavy minutes in the Rockets game if he's not really able to contribute offensively. I think this would be a game to like really let Bradley figure it out. Maybe play a combo of Shea and Bradley in the backcourt and see how that works out. Uh, maybe Lou and Bradley. Yeah, I think he can like kind of get a little bit more minutes in this one as... I mean, I don't know if we're going to absolutely destroy them, but I would be pretty devastated if we lost this game. Yeah, I feel like we are set up to beat this team defensively. They're not the greatest shooters. Um, we're larger than them. And right now, the Clippers are second in the league in, for least opponent field goals made. So we're like a super stingy team. The only team ahead of us is the Pacers. And I, yeah, I don't see them really able to overcome that offensively. I think that we're gonna give the Wizards a really hard time. It's gonna be a tough game for them. I think that we're gonna come out with a W. So my worst case scenario for this is that if we lose, I will be so very disappointed. I might not even be here on Monday. I might be in jail. I might riot if we don't win this game. Come on guys, bring this one home for me. All right, so that about wraps it up for the matchups upcoming. And I'm going to wrap up today with some Pacific Division power rankings and then love, marry, kill. So right now, Pacific Division power rankings, you got some people rising. You got some people falling. Obviously, at the top, it's staying the same. Warriors currently at three and one. What can I say? It's boring to talk about at this point. They're insanely good. Uh, Curry, you know, had a 51-point game the other night. I don't know. I I don't even know what to say about this team. Um, in second place, I've got it's us, baby, Clippers. Uh, we're at two and two. I am so excited for tonight. I think I'm so excited for tonight. I'm so excited for Sunday. If we could push this to four and two, oh man, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a game changer. Uh, Lakers, I've gotten third place in the Pacific. Um, they're two and three. I wonder if they are starting to nip at the heels of that number two spot. I do think that, that that win over the Nuggets was something. As I said earlier, I'm not sure if the Nuggets are quite as good as their like as their hot start would have like led us all to believe. Uh, it does still seem like people are very high on the Nuggets, a lot higher than I am, which you know prove me wrong. I don't know. Kings, I've gotten third place. Uh, they're at two and three. They're, um, I, what do you want me to say? They're the Kings. They've got some interesting young guys. Seems like they're figuring it out. They are a team that's still pretty far away from being good. Um, and then it pains me. It pains me to say that la my last place ranking for uh, the division is the Suns. They fall into a one and three start. They have a little bit of a hard stretch coming up. They do play the Grizzlies twice, so we'll see how that pans out. Uh, they also face the the Thunder, the Raptors, and the Spurs. So I think that we'll get to find out a little bit more about this Suns team through this stretch. I don't know. They're like a team. Uh, they're a team that's almost exactly what I expected them to be. Really exciting to watch. Really fun brand of basketball. Not going to win a lot of games. But that's okay. They're figuring out. Um, they're still a couple seasons away from being like a competitor. With that, I'm going to wrap up with love, marry, kill. So today, I'm love, marrying, and killing this weekend's matchups. So 
For my love, I've got John Wall versus Shay. I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to feel it. I want to know what it's like. Um, I'm very infatuated at the idea of it. It's like it's slipping me notes and like making my heart flutter. I really, yeah, but I don't know what it is. I really want to see Shay shut down John Wall. Um, I like John Wall. I've always been a fan of his game. Uh, I would love to watch Shay just just cover him defensively. I'd love to see him like poke some steals from him. Yeah, I I don't think that John Wall can cover Shea, obviously defensively either. They're gonna have to put someone else on him because of his like silky smoothness and his length. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm loving I'm loving the idea of that matchup. Very tantalizing to me. Uh I'm marrying the matchup of the Clippers bench versus the Rockets bench. It's reliable, you know, it's it's dependable. That's you know, the, the, this Clippers bench, this matchup is, you know, always going to favor us. Um, it's always going to be contributing to this relationship, probably even more so than I am. Um, so that's a great partner uh, that you got to marry. You got to marry that matchup. And then I'm going to kill, um, I guess, Avery Bradley versus anybody. I, I'm sorry to be dumping on Avery Bradley, but man, I just... I just don't know. He's not scoring. He's not outscoring any backcourt that we play this weekend. So that doesn't really bode that well for him. I hope defensively he can really show up. You know, in my opinion, it hasn't seemed to me like he's like the biggest difference maker. But call me crazy. You know, I, I really do. I really do want the best for Bradley. I know that we've been dumping on him here a bunch on this podcast. But yeah, I don't know. I just like I'm, I'm not excited about him matched up against anybody that we play this weekend so that's what i got so thanks for tuning in guys that's going to be everything for my friday show today make sure to come back on monday i've got the weekly segment the freshies you're going to find out who i think needs more playing time what rookies what lineups etc etc i'm going to recap that game against the wizards recap that rockets game hopefully both wins so i'll be elated then i'm also going to give you a review of whatever new heat oladipo is dropping he's got some new tracks out let's talk about it all right guys thank you so much for tuning in i've been william the opinion updike with locked on clippers part of the locked on nba network hey if you like this show please give us a rating subscribe Give us a review on iTunes. It really means a lot. You guys are the best. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good one. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.